Podcasters Unplugged is part of the Edify Podcast Network. In my darkness, set me free. And I hear the Spirit calling me. Hello, this is Pastor Shane Eidelman of Westside Christian Fellowship. Because pastoring can be difficult, challenging, and exhausting, Pastors Unplugged is specifically designed to encourage those in pastoral ministry. I hope you enjoy this episode of Pastors Unplugged. Okay, here we go with another episode of Pastors Unplugged. The topic is politics in the pulpit. What say you? And if I'm going to be controversial, this would be a controversial topic when I don't really think it needs to be. So I'm going to try to unpack a couple different things. Number one, what is going on? Why is this such a um, hot button issue? Why is this so um, hotly contested? Uh, and then also, what does the Bible say about this particular issue? So let's start with the first point. Uh, and I, I have a lot of uh, experience, I would say, in this area for two reasons. Number one, obviously being a pastor, obviously having a passion for what is going on in our nation, obviously seeing how politics affects our kids and our families and our churches, and then also um, writing a book, One Nation Above God. You can actually download free at our church website, westsidechristianfellowship.org. It talks about how far we have actually drifted from the original intent of the founding fathers and the whole issue of slavery and how many founding fathers abhorred the practice of it. And uh, we just wanted to tell the truth because so many people throw out the baby with the bathwater and just say America is evil. And maybe that's another podcast, that topic. But anyway, let's stay on course here. Uh, this is um, a big issue because, gosh, I don't even know where to start, to be honest with you. I'm just going to share my heart and there's this is not going to be in any particular order. I might be a little scattered. But what happens, and I'm just going to you know, just lay it out there, is a lot of pastors, I know a lot of pastors, and it's not just pastors, I mean, it'd just be anybody in positions of, of leadership where they're speaking to people. If you're not spending a lot of time with God and in His Word and just completely broken before Him, you've got agendas, ulterior motives, maybe you're not filled mightily with the Holy Spirit, you've been quenching and grieving the Spirit, you want to be a motiv motivational speaker, you don't want to upset, you don't want to offend. So obviously, you're going to steer away from this topic of politics because it ruffles feathers. It draws some lines in the sand. And so a lot of people, a lot of pastors, this is Pastors Unplugged, they don't want to talk about these types of things. Sure, they'll be controversial sometimes with uh, the resurrection, the blood of Christ, and you know, they have to. I mean, they, that's a no-brainer. But when it comes to, you know, let's say the abortion industry, racism, uh, what's the, the meaning of law enforcement, the border issue, uh, just you name it, they, they just don't want to touch that. Um, because again, we're wanting to be popular, maybe, or motivational speakers. We don't want to offend people. And so that definitely plays a role into their preaching, into their view of politics. And so, but again, I'm not saying that people who are not mildly filled with the spirit need to be talking about politics all the time. I hope you know what I'm saying. I'm just saying that's one element. 
uh, talking about these hot button issues, confronting our nation, confronting our the administration in our nation, confronting governors, confronting corrupt and perverted school districts takes boldness. There's just no way around that. There there has to be a boldness. So I see, you know, you you talk to these pastors who are standing up for what is right. You know, in my area, John MacArthur, Jack Kayford, Rob McCoy, all within, you know, hour and a half of each other. Um, th- there's a there's a boldness there. Um, and so what what has happened over the years is some people say that, you know, separation of church and state, which is not in the Constitution. It's not even biblical. Uh, Thomas Jefferson wrote a letter, I believe it was to the Baptists of Danbury, Connecticut, and just said, hey, don't don't worry about it. We're not going to make a national religion or a, I should say a national denomination. There will be a separation, a wall of separation between the church and state. The church can exercise its 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 um, freedoms um, however it wants. It can be involved in government. Uh, you know, establishment, just because Congress shall make no law establishing uh, a religion in order to prevent the free exercise thereof, they've always, they always acknowledge the sovereign hand of God. So the government at its conception acknowledged God. God built this nation. We look to his commandments for the court system. We look to his word for our school districts. We acknowledge him, but we're not going to force our religion on you, you know, slam it down your throat. You have to be Anglican. You have to be congregational. You have to be Episcopalian. You know, we're not going to, there's going to be a separation there. And so you look at how this was originally framed and we have just so far drifted off course. It's, it's, it's alarming. Um, and so this, and again, I'm going to be scattered all over the place. Now, if you're talking about the pulpit, you know, okay, we've got major A on the ballot. You know, we've got this senator coming to speak. We've got to do this here over here politically. It's always about politics. And you got the American flag draping the cross. And yeah, that's that's not good. The primary responsibility of the pulpit is to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. But that gospel permeates all areas of society. So to get up there and preach boldly for the... Now, it's interesting. These pastors who are not don't say anything political. Actually, they do say things political. They support ungodly movements, ungodly initiatives. They just don't like the conservative political aspects. Um, they're very political. They just don't like um, speaking out against sin and things like that. So anyway, backtracking here. Um, the gospel is going to change... It changes my heart. So now as a pastor... I'm going to preach against abortion. I'm going to preach against uh, political, uh, you know, AB, whatever, assembly bill, whatever, or this policy, this procedure that is so anti-God, that is so perverted that we have to say something. I'm just alarmed at the cowardliness of some people who don't want to say anything. Granted, I know it's, it's, it's risky, and uh, but you've got to spend time with God, spend time in his word, be filled with the spirit of God, and you will speak into these issues. Now, can we become off balance? Sure. I mean, maybe I have before, maybe I've got too much in that direction because there is so much at stake though. And if you look at what's at stake for our children, for our families, for religious freedom, for the church to be able to be free and worship God. And I know some people are against religious freedom. Um, it's, it's, you know, they say, you know, it's, it's, um, it's a curse or it's not biblical or whatever, but I believe God wants us to worship him freely. I believe that, that 
re- religious freedom is a blessing of God and, and not being bound and imprisoned and, and uh, um, persecuted. However, those things will definitely follow those who uh, love Jesus. There's just no way around it. So I said all that to say this, cr- it, the Bible is crystal clear, especially all the prophetic voices, uh, even Paul challenging Rome and um you know, Jesus obviously didn't go and be a political figure, but guess what? He was, Rome was threatened. Uh, he said, take better care of people, uh, treat people a certain way. And then from that should flow policies. And Paul knew that probably, uh, the emperor was reading his letters to, to Rome and to the Romans in the church in Rome. And, and so politics just means governing or leading a group of people. That's all that word means. So to suggest God's word doesn't have have anything to say about that uh, just really makes no sense. It's it's either ignorance uh, or embarrassment or cowardliness. Those are the three options that people, pastors who just remain silent. They're either ignorant, they don't know what's at stake, they don't really pay attention to what's going on, uh, or they're just they're coward. They're cowards. They they don't want to say anything. They just love the comfortable comfortable life and. Uh, so I don't remember their ignorance, cowardliness, um, uh, whatever the third one was, it, it definitely applies as well. And so, but the other, the other side of that is there are churches who have, I, I believe would, would be too political. Uh, they kind of, they get away from the gospel and they get kind of bombastic, kind of arrogant, you know, yelling a lot and, and de- demeaning people and, and telling people off. And it's just like this proud, arrogant boasting. And um, there's some pastors I have in mind that fit that criteria. You don't see any humility, any gentleness, brokenness, weeping over the He's just, just, just bombastic and arrogant and divisive. And, you know, that's not healthy either. They actually give pastors a bad name. So... I understand it's hard to navigate these waters, but here's what we do need to know. Uh, can we, I wouldn't even say, can we be political? I would just say, can we speak the truth in love on all topics, including political topics? Absolutely. Uh, if you look back at, at sermons 150 years ago, uh, they would give election day sermons. Uh, Spurgeon spoke on political hot buttons. It's it's just, it's just, Early church fathers wanted to make a, make a difference in uh, the Roman Empire. Then, as as it began to spread, and uh, of course Geneva, uh, Calvin there in Geneva, and Eurek Zwingli in Switzerland, John Knox in Scotland, and they were they were many times political voices. Because see, when you're governing, leading a group of people, politics, you're you're initiating uh, freedom or you're removing freedom. You you are legislating. Um, morality, even though you can't change a person's heart, you can restrain evil. Uh, you're legislating morality. Uh, the laws reflect the character and nature of a land. Uh, let's say we can murder children in the womb. We can teach, you know, 10 year olds about oral sex and the school districts. I'm like, give me a break. Of course we need to be vocal. I think that's the problem that we're in is because we haven't been vocal and we bought into this lie that we're not supposed to say anything. And it's almost like, okay, is this going to be political? Yeah, I better not say that. Come on, guys, just wake up and preach the totality of God's word. Now, with that said, there's going to be different types of voices. Like I mentioned earlier, you've got the John MacArthur and you've got the Jack Hibbs. They're going to be different politically. Uh, You've got Rob McCoy. He's going to be a lot more political, speaking of political rallies. Uh, James Dobson, Tony Perkins with the Family Research Council. 
uh, there are pastors who I remember far, far, uh, Jerry Farwell, Farwell, sorry, uh, that started the Liberty University. You know, very political. Uh, and so, see, we have to we have to appreciate different callings instead of mocking them. How can that pastor be so political? Well, you better thank God he is because there's people standing up for your for your children, your grandchildren. And then maybe some other pastor doesn't like, you know, for example, let's say a John Piper. Mm, you know, not real not real political and but his gifting is more teaching and and things like that. And so you're not going to um you're not going to see him uh, as involved in certain things. Now granted, he has uh I believe um uh, protests out front of abortion clinic, I think almost, or got arrested. And so there, there, he has done that. And so I, I think if we understand, yes, of course, the pulpit needs to talk about everything out there. What about if you, you've got, you've got corrupt and just downright destructive district attorneys in your area that are actually freeing criminals that are going to be a, a, a harm to your family, you're going to remain silent. To me, that's a coward. And you've got governors that are that are that they're usurping their authority. They are, you know, just draconian measures and forcing mandates. And you're going to remain silent. That's a coward to me. So you see that to me, it just all depends on um, how full are we of God's Holy Spirit, boldness, love, truth, and again, how are you designed? Uh, some pastors are not going to be that political where others are. And so we do have to not be judgmental and wrongly judgmental. And, and, but we have to all be standing up for what is right. That's the problem. Uh, so many pastors are so worried about political hot buttons that they're tiptoeing around all these things. And basically they're not talking about things that are going on, the truth of what's going on and calling people to repentance, calling leaders out on certain things. And, you know, it's great. You can talk in your sermon. Let's say, you know, you're in the gospel of Matthew and, and how Jesus healed and set free. And, um, and then you think, okay, if you're in California, there's laws coming now to where, uh, or that have already passed where you can't help someone get healing of same sex attraction, say, or something like that, because it's against the law. And, oh, I'm going to remain silent because I'm not political. To me, that's cowardliness. That's hypocritical. We've got to help people in all areas of life. And uh, we we talk about uh, Jesus, how he elevated women and loved women. Look at how he loved the children to come to him. Yet you're going to remain silent about the children slaughtered in the womb by doctors? Come on. This is it's just cowardliness and hypocritical. The gospel permeates all areas of life. But again, we can be, you know, maybe heavy handed and maybe too far in one direction. Sometimes we got to come back a little bit. You know, I remember when uh, I don't know when you'll be listening to this, but when Trump was running for office and then reelection and, you know, it seemed to be a lot of, you know, people were just camping out on that topic and supporting him and um, and writing articles. And I did some of that. Um, just talked about, you know, what are what's at stake in our nation. And some people took that wrong. And but there's got to be that voice of truth out there. There's got to be people speaking that voice of truth. And here's the key. Your members going to your church, watching you on YouTube, they are hungry, hungry for you to speak the truth. And they see cowardliness in many pastors. And that is what is happening, uh, not only nationally, but you know, even in localized areas here in California. 
Um, it, it's just, it's, it's, it's almost like an epidemic. It's like a virus. We don't want to, we don't want to tackle these hot button issues, but 90, I think, I don't know what the recent survey was, but something like 92% of church members want their pastors to talk about these controversial topics. So unless you get that mighty filling of the Holy Spirit and that spirit of boldness and, and speaking the truth and love, and you're, you're probably not going to, you're going to tippy toe around these issues because of, um, of that very reason that it's, it's too controversial and, and you, 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 you have a hard time finding any verses in the Bible that say we're not supposed to be controversial and uh, hit these issues head on. So anyway, hope that helped. Hope that brought a little bit of clarity. Uh, you know, there's tons of verses of course, about being a watchman and, and, uh, a father to the fatherless and, and giving a voice to those who have no voice and helping the oppressed and the downcast and, um, and the government is actually to be a tear to those to, who do evil. So when the government is actually protecting those who do evil, uh, read Romans 13, and they're, they're, they're empowering those who do evil, then we do have an obligation, a biblical, a biblical obligation to say something and to get involved. Additional support, you can visit my website, shaneidleman.com, where I will also write about many of the topics that we will be discussing. Sermons and free downloads of my books are also available at westsidechristianfellowship.org. That's westsidechristianfellowship.org. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. El Paseo Publications proudly supports the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network. We are committed to quality in Christian publication. Free ebooks can be found at westsidechristianfellowship.org under free ebooks. Books such as What Works for Men and What Works for Young Adults will help readers understand that the obstacles ahead are never greater than God's power to take you through. Books such as What Works When Diets Don't and Feasting and Fasting demonstrate how health can be achieved from a biblical perspective. Other free books such as Answers for a Confused Church and Desperate for More of God show the importance of fully surrendering our lives to Christ. And One Nation Above God is a must-read for anyone concerned about the direction of America. Again, free downloads of these eBooks are available at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We are happy about partnering with the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network.